Well, hey, all you wiretappers out there, it's a nice warm summer day or spring day here and thinking about playing golf and playing tomorrow for sure over at Dubs Dread uh, late last Sunday. And, and, you know, the PGA Championship is being played at a really exclusive private club called Southern Hills in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I happened to notice that and I thought, well, that sounds familiar, Southern Hills, Tulsa, Oklahoma. So I looked it up and, and I, I can't remember what, what I knew about that club. It's not like I ever played there after I looked it up. Uh, best I could find, it may cost as much as $100,000 just to join it. And, and then it's $30,000 a year for yearly dues, plus some other fees on top of that. It's, uh, it is the place, but you know, it's a nice enough place, but they're having the PGA championship this year coming up, uh, I think starting day after tomorrow. That's why I thought, well, you know, what do I know about this? If, if there's some kind of a mob thing is what's kept sticking out in my mind. Now for the PGA this weekend, you know, I don't know if you know it or not, but Phil Mickelson's on the outs of the PGA and he made some nasty comments about him, said he was going with some new thing that the Saudi people were, were starting up, some new professional golfers association and competition with the PGA. And, you know, PGA has got all this history and all this uh, tradition behind it. I don't know how that's going to work exactly. Phil Mickelson, what he made a comment about the, uh, how, uh, about how he did not like dealing with the Saudis because, you know, they killed that one guy and cut him up. Uh, that, that newsman who was actually, uh, uh, he, he lived in the United States, but I don't think he was American citizen. That would have been more of an outcry if, if he'd been American citizen. Anyhow, uh, you know, this weekend, Tiger Woods is back on the comeback trail. You know, whether you love Tiger, you hate him, he stirs interest in golf. There's no doubt about it. People will watch golf if Tiger Woods playing that normally wouldn't watch golf. Uh, now, who do you guys like? Roy McElroy? Uh, I see John Daly's playing. No, John Daly, he's a character. I was in a casino down in uh, uh, Tunica once going to a concert that was there. With my son, he lived in Memphis at the time, and and they were having, I think the it was the PGA was in town at Memphis that weekend. And Scott poked me, said, "Look, he said, look at that. There's John Daly. And there was John Daly sitting at a slot machine with a beautiful girl on each arm, a cigarette going, and he was just playing uh, some kind of a slot machine or a, a video poker machine or something." You know, with with uh, the with all his concentration, he was not looking around at those girls. He wasn't drinking. Uh, I think he quit drinking. I think he had to quit drinking. But he was smoking away on that cigarette and and sticking those uh, coupon tokens in or whatever. I, you know, now they those are also different. You don't put silver dollars in them anymore. And I think it was a five dollar machine too. So, uh, you know, Jordan Spieth playing, Bubba Watson, Justin Thomas. Who do you like? I, I don't know. I. Uh, is that uh, John Hamm is a, is a new guy. I, I, I don't think that, that big muscled guy, uh, DeChambeau, I don't think he's playing. But anyhow, a lot of you guys aren't golfers, so I'm boring you to tears with this. But then I finally figured it out. As I poked around on the internet, I found that there's a great mob murder story connected to the Tulsa, Oklahoma Country Club. Now, you... Tulsa is not exactly a hotbed of mafia activity, as you might well. Maybe the Dixie Mafia, but not even really the Dixie Mafia. Uh, we had a, a guy in Kansas City named Jimmy Duarte, who was a mob guy, who had a connection with an Indian guy down there named Jack Michael King, who had kind of a little, 
he had a little organization of his own down there. They combined forces to try to take over a tourist area, a small county in northeastern Oklahoma with a big, uh, the Grand Lake of the Cherokees, they called it. And, and they, they had the district attorney and the sheriff bought off and they were gonna open it up for, for gambling maybe and, and unrestricted uh, liquor activities and just make it into kind of a little Las Vegas in, uh, uh, in Oklahoma until they got caught. Uh, it all caught a case. So uh, that's the best I can tell you about Tulsa and the mob. And then as I get into it, it's, it's not even the Italian mob, it's the Irish mob and it's Whitey Bulger of Boston. Now go figure that. How's Whitey Bulger care about any guy in Tulsa enough to kill him? And then there's a side story to this that I did, a, a, I got an old podcast out there about an FBI agent named uh, H. Paul Rico, Paul Rico, and he was arrested for participating in a, a murder, this mob murder that happened at the Southern Hills Country Club in Tulsa, Oklahoma, of all places. Go figure, I'm telling you, you can't write this kind of stuff, folks. You can't make it up. He was arrested years later when the hitman turned uh, and turned on uh, 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 Whitey Bulger and a lot of other people named uh, Johnny Moderano. And actually this Rico was arrested in Florida. He was still working in the high, he was working in the highlight business. Uh, I gotta get, I, I, I'm skipping over here a little bit. I'll get to that highlight, but he was arrested for participating in this murder, but he died of natural causes after being arrested in Florida and taken back to Oklahoma as a common prisoner, extradited back to, to Tulsa for trial. And, and when he got the county jail there, he had some kind of heart problems. They took him to the hospital and he, and he died in the hospital. I know uh, some of his fellow agents that stick up for him and his, his relatives claim that, you know, he would not have died except they had really bad medical care there in Tulsa and coming out of the county jail there. So let's get on to the murder. There's a Tulsa businessman who belonged to this club. His name was Roger Wheeler, and he'd made a ton of money in the tech industry. And, and Roger Wheeler invested some of his money in the Florida and Connecticut highlight business. I think it was called World Highlight or something like that. Uh, not really important other than it was a, a big money business. And highlight, I don't know, I never did understand that. Uh, it, it, I think it came out of South America. It's a weird game. They play it with some kind of rackets or these long curved things and hard rubber balls. And two guys, it's a little bit like racquetball. Uh, you throw it up against the wall and then the other guy tries to get it with his racket or his scoop racket and throw it back. But it generates a ton of gambling interest. And, and of course, if there's gambling involved, you know who else is involved? The mob's involved or some kind of organized crime. Roger Wheeler had, he was kind of an absentee boss here because he was lived in Tulsa and he belonged to the uh, uh, Southern Hills Country Club and he played golf there a lot. He had hired a couple of retired FBI, just Paul Rico and John Connolly. And both of these guys had retired from the Boston office and were working for Roger Wheeler and his security. Now, uh, found out from the FBI, the people I interviewed about Paul Rico, the agent, 
So I researched into RICO, I find out that, that RICO was, there's always usually one agent that's a real informant magnet. This guy has got informants all over the place. And he's the one that, and he's real kind of a flashy kind of a guy. And, and he's the one that recruited, not recruited, but then taught John Connolly and turned over some of this informant business over to John Connolly. And they, in the end, they both had retired out of the Boston office. Well, as we know now, John Connolly was eventually convicted of helping Whitey, Whitey Bulger and protecting him in exchange for tips on Jerry Angelo and, and the Italian mafia in Boston. So that kind of paints a picture. That was their connection and how they ended up in this uh, highlight operation that Wheeler owned. Well, Bulger and people from his, Steve Flemmy, the rifleman, his, his partner, his rap partner, his fall partner, Somehow they were involved. They had they had this place, this world highlight operation wired, and they were embezzling thousands of dollars out of it. And Wheeler was becoming suspicious from the notice of the money drain. Well, Whitey learned about this from his contacts. A guy named John Callahan was his president, and he was involved with this embezzlement that Whitey was involved in. And 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 when Whitey learned that. Roger Wheeler was becoming suspicious. Then he decided just to cut it off. You know, let's just cut this deal. He hires a guy, a Boston guy, a hitman who had done a bunch of murders named Johnny Moderato to go down to Tulsa and kill him. Now, Regent Paul Rico got caught a case is when Moderato came in later on in life he claims that Paul Rico gave him the information about Wheeler's address, his cars, his day-to-day -day activities in order to help him in this plot. Uh, Moderano went to Tulsa, waited in the Southern Hills Country Club parking lot until he saw Wheeler leaving the clubhouse. Uh, it, here, here's his exact words. We spot his caddy, but remember, I've never seen this guy. So we park a few rows closer to the club. I'm in full disguise full beard, sunglasses, a baseball cap. We picked all this stuff up at a theatrical store. Finally, I see a guy coming down the hill from the club to the parking lot, and it looked like who I think might be Wheeler. I, I let him walk past our car. I get out and I fall in behind him. I decide if he's gonna get in the caddy, I clip him right there. If he goes in another car, I just keep walking. But he gets in the caddy. He doesn't hear me. And it's just as he's about to close the door, I grab it to keep it open. He jumps in the back seat, startled, and I let him have it. One shot right between the eyes with a 38 snub nose. Those are words out of Moderano's mouth there when he came in. Later on, Moderano's in some other trouble, and he goes on the lam. He's on the lam for 16 years. A lot of other stuff is going on in, in Boston, and, and Whitey continues to operate. During this time, this John Callahan is the president of World Highlight. He uh, was involved in this embezzlement. And this is all going, well, Bulger actually gave tips to find Moderano. Now, go figure that one. But he was desperately trying to keep Connolly satisfied. I, I don't understand this. I think he thought he could keep it quiet, but it ended up not being quiet. When he found out, uh, Moderano got arrested in 1995. He's caught a case, and, and so they're doing all their machinations, and eventually he finds out that Whitey's been informed of the FBI, all that stuff starts coming out. So he ends up 
making a deal. And he gives statements against this FBI agent, Paul Rico and Whitey and, and against Steve Rifle and Fleming. Uh, and, and he ends up admitting to 20 murders and he'll serve eight years in the penitentiary for that and came out, I think, in 2007. And in 2008, I think if you look, you can probably find his uh, interview with Steve Cross of 60 Minutes on YouTube. That's uh, uh, John Moderano or Johnny Moderano and Steve Cross is Google Crofts, K-R-O-F-T, I believe. Uh, just Google that. You'll find it's a pretty interesting interview. So that's, and that's where they're having the PGA tournament this weekend. Uh, uh, Bob and a hit at a really exclusive country club in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Go figure. So thanks a lot, folks. Just a little extra bonus uh, for your entertainment. Uh, don't forget to hit me up on Venmo or buy me a cup of coffee. Uh, I'm going to, uh, here, here's another little thing. I'm going to start maybe uh, start promoting a CBD. Uh, can't even think of it. Magic Mind is the name of it. I'm working on a deal with them now. So, you know, we, we continue to try to make a little money off this podcast and pay us back for expenses. And maybe someday I'll even get paid for my time. But, you know, you don't need to worry about that. I have fun doing it. It's it's fun. I'll, I'll keep doing it if I have to, if I do it for free. For quite some time, I guess, next several years, as long as I'm able to. It's a lot of fun. I enjoy interacting with you guys on YouTube and uh, on my, uh, my, my website. You can make comments on my website under each... Uh, entry i do kind of a little short little blog piece on on whatever the podcast is that day can't interact with you when you make a do a review uh, i can say i like it i don't think i can interact i've never figured out how to do it but i just like it i've got you know i just realized uh, i've got contacts people i know that i've actually visited gone and seen face to face all over the united states uh, some of the other bob experts and some of the fans out there so uh you know, I'm going to continue to do this. I like that. I like being able to call up down to call Scott Havens down in Florida and say, Hey, I need this done. And he'll, he'll at least, you know, tell me something or, or make some effort or Ron Rawson just met him down in uh, new Orleans. And, and while I was down there, uh, I was able to meet up and, and get to know Frank Gagliano jr. Uh, got that contact down there. And it's not really a, uh, Kind of a contact that I used to have is more of a contact just to know what's going on. You know, I got Chicago, all you guys in Chicago, James Imlack and and uh, uh, Cam and, and the Seifert boys and, and uh, Redwood Matt, who is from Chicago, but he's in Florida. And got Casey McBride out in Portland. He's the expert on uh, Frank Costello. And uh, I'm a little bit weak up in, oh, I got... Uh, Emily Sweeney in Boston uh, and a couple other people up in that Northeast New England area that I've gotten to know and talk to. And some of them just on the phone, some of them I've interviewed, some people I've gone to meet face to face. Uh, so anyhow, it's, uh, this podcast is, is uh, you know, this has been, this is my retirement now and I'm not really doing much else, but the podcast. And I appreciate all your support and, and all the interactions we have on Facebook and, and YouTube. Uh, so, Keep coming back, folks, and, and I'll keep putting out the stories. Thanks, guys.